0: I am joined by Mr. Lee Keys of SystemBet and the infamous John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. We'll be taking a look at Britain, Britain's, Britain's British Champions Day at ASCOT this weekend. Anything else that we might throw into the mix. While we have a little chat about ASCOT, we had a few questions sent in by our many listeners. Oh, was that was that second down? <laughs> okay. So I dealt
1: with.
0: Dealt with. Excellent, we move on. Okay, um, come to a couple of questions that we had sent in on, on Twitter. This one's from uh, Nick the Nipper. Thanks for this, Nick. Says, if it comes up soft, surely Adeb is a huge price at eights for the champion stakes? Not for me. Okay. Um, I
1: can
0: see where it's coming
1: from, but I don't think it's necessarily a huge price. Um, um. Don't you didn't know, Bell John.
2: Hey. <laughs> it, roast beef cooked? Yeah, no, it's uh,
1: <laughs> I think I think it's a little ginger fella. I think he's found the first one for his four trebles in a row in his oh, own, oh, yeah. and the all up and he's pretty for excited. Um <laughs> No, um, at the end, I think it'll run its race, it's got its ground. It just keeps getting beaten these though, doesn't it? Okay.
0: So, and um, Lee, any any thoughts on that?
2: Um, I actually disagree with Johnny on this one. I actually okay. think the uh, form line with uh, and a Dave from last year is quite strong in terms of this race. For example, second favourite is Mitrif. You you're dealing with a horse that that won the French Derby. Looks 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 a very nice horse. Frankie's choice, but but really. Is, is that form in, in, in France up to this level? I'm not so sure, sir.
0: Okay. I
2: think you've got a good point there. And eight to one each way wouldn't be a bad, bad bet, in my opinion.
0: OK, great stuff. Uh, another question here from Invicta Capital on Twitter. Aside from the obvious candidates, is there a trainer you think is a really hot cookie when the cash is down, but not widely recognised as such? Have some thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll shoot to you fellas first.
2: Okay, um, I would go for um, Liam Cusack uh, okay. at Mount Wrath, which is in between Limerick and Dublin, so bang smack in the middle. Okay. Which is great for travelling as well. I always think if you train there in Ireland, I think I think you you know you not really long journeys on their daft roads. Uh, <laughs> though for me, um, Liam Cusack, I, I did did his stats on a. Whole, that were fancied and back, and he's got an amazing record, and he, and he does have many horses. He's famous for the Snugs, Snugsborough Hall. Snuggs- oh, oh yeah, Hall.
0: yeah, yeah. Benny. Huh?
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very skillful at placing them. He's he's really good, and so when the when the cash is down, um, uh, Mr. Cusack certainly a very shrewd outfit, and that's the yard to follow for me. Yeah.
0: Okay, John.
1: Jim Chapelham. Um that decent so little Philly was a good illustration of it in the last fortnight. It uh, I think it won on certainly was it a listed race? We're in the maiden race that ran in a fortnight before that. Um suspiciously short in the bet in the, obviously had a few quid on. She had be booked. No messing, you know. I mean sat yeah. there, kicked on going into the dip. Classic Newmarket ride. Um, backers never have a moment's concern at all. Um, I, I, I do think she's decidedly useful when she has one of her half dozen winners in the year. You
0: know. Okay. Um, I just I picked a couple just um, obviously from from the National Hunt game. Um, two trainers who I'm a big fan of, really, and they sort of. They're they're no strangers to to having good horses, but when the money's down, you can sort of pretty much uh, make sure that they they will win, and that's um, Jeremy Scott and Tom Lacey for me. So I'll throw those two into the mix. I've got a couple more questions. Uh, Nick Davis on Facebook. Do you think low will be the place to be tomorrow? They always seem to migrate there, as the early October meet is when they split the course at Ascot. Do the panel think that happy power is overpriced, drawn low, in form and has spent a lot of his career at seven to eight furlongs in very good company. The favourite could be hampered by being drawn in 16, HP will race mid near the lead and the stiff six furlongs could play really well. What do you think John?
1: Well, I think we should address the favourite first and the absolutely stinking rotten form that the stable is in. <laughs> I, I can't re- remember when Michael Stout had a more in and out sort of year as regards his horses' form in general. Um, dream of dreams has probably been the exception. This it might have booked the trend so far, but I honestly couldn't back this with counterfeit tomorrow. Um, I, th- I think the ads in shocking well, I really do. They've had horses going into races with reasonable chances and run thirty pound below the figures, you know. Um they had one at Windsor in the week called Mars Landing it, It's a ninety rated horse. He ran to about forty eight. Okay, okay. You know, I just could not go near the yard at the minute.
0: Okay, good stuff. Um anything from you Lee?
2: Yes. Uh, I did after Nick's question I did the uh that's after I've October uh-huh. at this meeting and the straight course basically plays advantage to stalls lower than 10 so it's 0.8 actual over expected greater than 10 it's 1 of 5 lower than 10 on the straight course Nicky's correct that numbers uh, certainly have
1: an edge OK great stuff
0: um, question here from Um, Tim Devine, ignoring the very obvious, what do you think are the reasons for jockeys heading over to the slower strip of ground again and again? Is it just a concern about making a mistake or are they following trainer instructions?
1: Probably a bit of both and adding a bit of rank stupidity as well. Um, You know, know, I mean, I think we've established over the years that Jockeys and trainers don't think enough about tactics, track biases, etc. Um, if they did, there'd be more people taking Mike Johnston on on the front end, wouldn't they, and yeah. uh, having 75 gimmies a year. Um, so I think really it's a lack of preparation and knowledge on the part of jockeys and trainers, you know, and um, lot of herd mentality one goes one way they all have to follow um less and less you say a jockey going on his own on one side or anything um and you don't see many of them walking the track
0: either okay lee anything to add on that
1: yeah just
2: just just to add uh, john's pretty much spot spot on there um speaking as like from experience as a past owner and well present owner but um they um, you, you tell them too much, kind of. Uh, you're kind of confusing them because because if you say drop one out or, or do this do that, then what happens if they ping the lids? You know, so so if it's six furlongs. Let's say the horse actually just pings the lids. Oh. You'll see them try and drop it out because you've told them to drop it out, so they're too frightened to do anything different to what you've said. So the the key is really not to tell them too much and just say, you know, if you break, uh, if you if you don't break. Take
1: your time. That's really-
0: okay. Yeah.
1: You have to equip my plan B, C, and D, don't you? If you're going to do yeah, it. But
2: that's, that. Oh, that that really is now. I mean, that's not going to work. I mean, you, you know, they have difficulty sort of like thinking, breathing. So you know, you have got to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, that that there was, there was, there was that was that rumour that Dave Allen arrived at the races one day and he had his headphones on. Somebody took a laugh him and said, I'll have a listen and say, what their soundtrack to the day? And it just was saying, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, (laughs) breathe out.
0: I think you should say what you really think, John. I don't think you should (laughs) set the fence. (laughs) Last question um, from Chris Stockhill. Who does the panel think will be the next number one jockey for the LEDs? Uh, Chris, I think it'll be Colin Keane. I don't know what the boys think. Hand over to them.
1: Well, I think your man's having a try out to mother then, isn't he?
0: Yes. Um, Looks that way, doesn't it?
1: It does. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think Brian's definitely coming to the parting of the ways with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Although this year, to be fair, to the what's going on in the world wouldn't have helped his cause this year. But I think the writing has been on the wall before then.
1: Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the lads like a bit of a laugh, don't they? And I mean, is gonna, you know, he, he took the atmosphere out of a kids' party within <laughs> 27, twenty-seven seconds, wouldn't he? You know, so I mean. <laughs> You, you, you'd get sick of him, wouldn't you? You, you know, irrespective of the ride, and you, you know, he would just end up getting on your nerves. He's he, there's no bad to him at all, you know. It's
0: Is it like that, you know, that episode of Father's Ted where Father Stone comes to stay, it's very similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Entertaining Father Miller, you know. <laughs> you
1: know? And you'd be praying for that electrical star when you're talking for a game of golf, wouldn't you? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And you'd, be saying, you know, you'd be saying, try this far, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan just wave it around a bit. It'll be alright." <laughs> um No, he, he, The must have had enough of him. The must yeah. have. You know, and uh, I, I think Colin Keane's a good shout-classman. For yeah,
0: yeah. Lee,
2: and yeah, just carried on from that. Uh, uh, Brian Moore is um, 0.72 have uh, actual expected this year. So basically, that's not that's not really what you want to see from uh, Coolmore's number one, supposedly. But yeah, yeah. I, his days are numbered. Um, yeah. It's just it's not if, it's when. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the I just what I did to this question because uh, the guy that sort of asked the questions not really a, a sane fel- fellow. <laughs> uh, I know and, you know so I'm not really uh, you know fair with the question but but yes yeah, so Adam Faragher Sam Ewing are two top Irish apprentices Oh and Sam
0: Ewing yeah yeah
2: I think these guys are really going to dominate the uh, in Ireland uh, to come in England Ray Dawson um, yes. if he can keep off the marching powder that will help and also Georgia Derby is one I expect for the female brigade to, uh, uh, to carry the torch on from uh, Hayley Turner and uh, join Holly Doyle as yeah. uh, as female royalty, as, as jockeys, yes.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I, I thought it was drink, not marching powder, but anyway, we, we, won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't go there, we won't go there. We will instead head down to Boxer to Ascot, where the going is soft, heavy in places, just for a change on this day, um, so guys, we'll, we'll kick off with the long-distance cup at 120. John, where do you want to start?
1: Um, I want to start with the fact that poor old Strad has had two little booze cruises over the channel. Um, <laughs> booze cruises? He's, pro- he's He's going to turn the, running up a bit late tomorrow, I would have thought. Okay. Um, he's not um, a horse that carries a lot of condition. I don't think two cross-channel trips is ideal going into this. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like two against him. Your Irish ledger horse would be the the most solid of the two. The other one that I think is interesting is Bloom. With the aforementioned Mr. Keane having his job, job interview okay. um, in, in the plate. Um, I thought this, when it ran in the derby, I thought right at the very end of the derby, you saw this one stamina beginning to kick in. I think potentially it could yes. be another yet, but potentially as well, it could be an absolute raspberry and they might be wanting a stretch about it out against the swindly bottom because it's clearly <laughs> had problems. Yeah, could
0: go either so, way. Yeah.
1: yeah um, right, but I at th-
0: 11 to 1, you'd take that chance, wouldn't
1: you? You could. And uh, as I say, I think your Irish ledger, Matt, yes. is the more solid of the tow options, but uh, I, I couldn't backstrad after the tow trips abroad, really. Yeah, no, no,
0: same. I, um, one of my bets of the weekend again is the aforementioned search for a song. Um, yeah, absolutely love her. Just, um, and I thought, I mean, I know Oshin Murphy's done her tomorrow. I thought Oshin Orr gave her just an absolute peach at the currer. And she was just dropped out like that, switched off, brought through. It was, I thought that that was one of the rides of the season. And I'm not talking through my pocket here. Just, it, was, it was poetry in motion. Um, so anyway, Lee, where where would you like to go with the first? Yeah, uh,
2: Catherine, I totally agree. Uh, the as uh, uh, oshino or however you pronounce it, has done a, 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 a tremendous job in settling this. For me because uh-huh. she and I, and I think if if you watch her win the um, the the, the Galtries uh-huh. season, uh, O'Shea Murphy was in the saddle then, and, it was. and very handy, very very over racey very. I, I do I do think they have sort of in a way found the key, you know. Drop yeah. her, let her settle, let her find the stride, and she just she just pounds away to the line. And, and I think I, I really do feel that that she's a Philly going places, going for family are an, ama- are an amazing family. You look at you know you you look at what the what the mare has produced. Um, yeah. the, uh, Free Eagle, custom cut. Um, you know Falcon Eight Sapphire go on and go on 100 plus plus uh progeny and i just think this philly is just going from strength to strength i love yeah. the way that she's been campaigned this year uh, you know it's, it's a light, it's, it's a progressive campaign and i think while she's on the up the strad Def- will be on the way down
0: yeah no uh, that's that was my reading of the obviously yeah i wouldn't sort of be as um over involved in the flat as, as you guys are but that that was my literal reading of of the race as well and yeah I, I think um she she can be she can be a bit buzzy she can be a bit buzzy in the parade ring and like you say I think that they they really have sort of they've they found her now and I yeah I think I think she's absolutely brilliant when when she wants to go she goes it's almost like she's you know she's out the back like do tootling along and and she just that's it it's like oh, I'll go now and I think she does need that very sympathetic ride and um Later, Oshinor at the curry, got it absolutely spot on. So um, push for a selection, John. Where would you go?
1: I think I'd probably bet the filly.
0: Okay, and Lee.
2: Yeah, the, the same. The filly. I mean, simply because, the, like I said, Strab disappoints. Okay. I think she's she's the she's the main the main one.
0: Awesome, excellent. Okay, so um, moving on to the um, sprint. A six furlong co British champion sprint stakes. I will get my words out at some point today. Uh, Lee, I'll start with you. Anything for, for you and this?
2: Um, yeah, um, very keen on. Uh, I mean, Tim Easterby's had a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think tomorrow could see Art Power um, produce a, a, an enormous run. I, I, I do feel that the, the drop to five in the Nunthorpe was against this score. And also the last run, uh, Sylvester seemed to have in his mind, right, I'm just going to blast this, straight out to the rail. And he basically set the race up a little bit. Dream of dreams, lovely toe into the race. Uh, what I mentioned about the draw earlier, I think the higher the worse. I think stall 10 is okay here. I think the middle of the track will be fine. Uh, Art Power can sort of bounce out. As long as he doesn't go too hard and aggressive, I think if he just sits handy and stalks, I think 10 to 1, plus is absolutely enormous so power okay. yes would be my uh, choice
0: excellent uh john i think possibly the house
1: dropping back from seven furlongs but i am concerned about the draw really um i'd agree with lay about tim's house i think that could run well and um, i also thought nick's fancy the uh the other power horse um, as I said, the only, oh. the only one I couldn't be with is the fair. Yeah. Um uh, just pose him all day long.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you for that. We will uh, move on to the fillies and mares. One uh, mile, three furlongs. Um, John?
1: Tricky sort of race, really. Um, I think probably Dame Malio would be the one but I think Ollie Doyle will probably try and make the running here and whether that's just sort of adding to the wars a bit, I don't know. Um it, I, I don't think it makes the job any easier if she is. Um, and possibly wonderful tonight could come through and tackle tackle her later on. I, I, I'm trying to add to say beyond them two to be honest. Um, the Gosling filly uh, that Frankie had clearly had problems only the one run. Um, I wouldn't be sure about Antonio de Verga either. Um, I'm not entirely convinced she's up to this. Okay. So, I, I think those two possibly favouring wonderful tonight just because I'm... I think that'll be the one challenging later later of the two.
0: Okay, great stuff, thank you. And uh, Lee. Yeah,
2: um slight disagreement with John here. Um I've got my nap of the, the meeting here. Um excellent. And the uh, gosden filly, actually, and the price is under severe pressure. Um uh, since doing my note, she was like sort of like ten, eleven to one. I see currently she's like 8. Um uh, yeah, Madaya. Basically, she's been taking on the boys. Uh, if you look last time, uh, back in June in the Prince of Wales uh, against Lord North, etc., she was. Dis- I-, I thought, I thought she just liked the foot. They had gone quite slow in that. Lord North had that foot. She didn't. Uh, if you look at this, uh, the the Champion Stakes, uh, the 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 the, um, uh, the feature race on this card this year, she ran four lengths behind Magical last year. Um, this would be for me uh, a drop in class even though you say it's a group one filly. Mm-hmm. if you look what's running here to what she's taken on the last two starts I mean if you remember the demolition job she did of Manuela de Vega at uh, Chester um, uh, last year in the uh, the Cheshire Oaks that was that was so impressive mm-hmm. um, and this this for me is a filly that has a real person turn of foot and I find it significant that that they've they've come back here. They've, they've they've not gone they've not gone for the bigger races. They've just said, right, this is the target. It's, so from Ascot, they've not gone to France. They've not they've not gone anywhere other than here. And I think this this is the target. And I think we'll yeah. see a peak performance from this Philly today.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. Thanks, Lee. Okay, so we we'll move on to the 305, the QE2 over a mile. Um, Lee, I will uh, start with you.
2: Yeah. Um, again, really, I, I'm absolutely perplexed at the price of Palace Pier because, yes, um, he's unbeaten. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's there, there to see. But I mean, how on earth he's as short as eight to eleven, four to six? I'll never know. I mean, the, I mean, if you take the form at face value, uh, a Newcastle handicap win um, from acquitted, which I backed that day. What an idiot! Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then beats uh, Pinatuba, which is a he's he's good three-year-old form. Wichita is sort of half-ranked the form. It's it's decent, but is it that decent? Is its its it is it four to six, eight to eleven decent? Okay. I don't I don't see that. So so I, I'm I'm sort of a, against Palace Pier. I'd be laying Palace Pier odds on. I think.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. Thanks, Lee. Uh, John. Um. I don't
1: think I want to lay a Palace player in particular. I just tend to fail each way against it with the Revenant. I thought that showed us It certainly retained its ability last time when it it ran in France at the art meeting. You may be a little bit worried about a bounce, but in the main, um, it would look to be the one to take... uh, Take Palace play on with, um, so I, I would uh, I would take the Revenant each way.
0: Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you, John. So on to the Champion Stakes self. three forty. Uh, John, I know we had a bit of a had a bit of a chat about this already with the question, um, but uh, you, you open the uh, the lingo on this.
1: Well, I think it's. It's going to come down with tactics to a certain degree. It be interesting to say what uh, what Eden does with his derby winner, starters. I mean, we are all waiting with bated breath to see what would happen in the arc, and then we couldn't <laughs> move across. Um, going back to the arc weekend, I thought Scaletti was absolutely marvellous in the foray. Was it the foray or the dollar? Uh, dollar, wasn't it? Pretty dollar. Um I thought that was a terrific win. Uh, she had a good turn of foot, handled heavy ground. Um, clearly a horse going the right way. I think eleven to one's quite sporting that one. Um Magical's gonna be hard to she runs a race, obviously. Um but that said, um just about the same horse on the ratings would be Lord North. Now I hadn't really bought into Lord North going into York and uh, then when he he only finished third to Gaeth I thought, there you are, I was right. But then I found out he lost his show and then Mm -hmm. I looked back at the recording of the race. He sat last when they all determined to make it a lap of honour for Gaeth, nobody took him on. So technically he was sat in the worst position possible. He's got winning Farm on heavy ground, and uh, he's had a nice break since York. He, oh, he comes here fresher than most. Um, with Frankie deciding to add mischief, I think this could probably drift tomorrow. Okay. Might, might go off eight, eight to one even. Um, I think this is a cracking bet of each way, Lord North.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. Thanks for that, John. And um, great observation on the. Uh, on the, on the uh, judgment at,
2: uh, at York. Um, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, mean, I didn't know that, John, so that's a, that's a good uh, uh, insight there. Um, basically, I felt that the, the magical a day form line from last year would be pretty solid in this. Um, I, I, like I said, because Frankie's chosen, he's like three to one. Um, whether you think that the French form and the French derby form uh, is up to this standard I'm not sure, that that's the one I'd be against really, even though the horses has really, really come on in leaps and bounds but I, I do like the Magical Adabe uh, form line from last year and that's where I'd go Magical Okay,
0: okay thanks Lee, and the, the last race on the card, the uh, the Balmoral handicap, the 4.15 um, over a mile talking about soft ground um, Lee, where would you want to go in this?
2: Um, yeah, this is my second best bet on the card, really. Uh, I really, really like Tempest um, because in the Cambridge, uh, I do think it ended up just slightly off that ra- that advantageous rail that day. It was sort of like mid div, um, just sort of caught like mid, uh, sort of middle to stands, but not quite where that group was uh, that broke clear down that stands rail. And I think that had it been over a mile that day and if Tempest would have had the Sands Rail, Tempest would have won the Cambridgeshire. It's just that, that's just when that day that the Sands Rail was very advantageous. And I do do think with the, uh, like I highlighted earlier on about the low draws, stall uh-huh. um, six will be ideal. And also very strangely for a big field handicap, there's very little pace forecast. There's, there's absolutely no absolute out and out front runners barring the reserve. So I'd say you need need really to, strangely for Ascot, I, I would say you'd need to be sort of on the pace and not not the raising sand of of, of ridden sort of out the back because I don't I don't think particularly they'll stop. So, uh, Tempest would be uh, a good choice for me. I think value at sort of at, at around, around the 8-1 to one mark. So for a good each-way bet, uh, check your each-way terms with bookmakers, but Tempest would be uh, my choice.
0: Oh, okay, Tempest uh, for Lee there. And um, John, where would
1: you like to go? Next? Um, more pace and a better draw, and I would have been all over King Uttercare. Um, As things stand, I think 22, the 22 box might be enough of a problem for him. Um, I think this is probably a better race for him than the one that was abandoned the other way, um, where I fancy him. I think that was seven furlongs. I think this mile probably shows him even better. Um, I just think the draw is... It's niggling at me and it's probably going to put me off backing him. Um, which... And, and I do think he, he's got one of these in him on ground. So it, it's a shame, really. But I, I can say where Lee's coming from with his Cambridge selection. As well, you know, um, it's a tricky race, the lack of pace in the race as well does make it a little bit harder to work out. So, I could say me possibly even sitting it out,
0: okay? All right, thanks, John. Um, as we wrap up, Ascot, um, anything else that you guys is there anything else that's caught your eye over the weekend that you that you want to talk about?
1: Um.
2: I think you summed up a race that you liked on Sunday, Catherine, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty much in agreement with that, aren't we? Um, I'm actually just looking. um, The first prices are up, actually, Lee. So um, Lee and I are talking about the Welsh champion hurdle at Foslas on Sunday. Um, And Lee and myself were very, very keen on the Banner King Rebel. Um, First price up with William Hill is 10 to 1. I'm just going to... Go off after this and have a little uh, have a little nibble at that, I think. Um, I think that's that's pretty generous, I have to say. Um yeah. Um my bet of the weekend is the Banner King Rebel. Um, first last on Sunday Welsh Champion hurdle. Is that
1: anything left? I'll be joining you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just
0: I don't there. think I move markets, John. I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't believe I have that, that clout, um, but, um, we will, we will return. We're like, uh, you know, we're like, we're like a gorilla pod. We don't sort of, you know, we just announce it on the day and, uh, and then, then, then get on with it. But, um, I may talk the lads into, uh, doing a podcast next week for the return of Cheltenham. Of course, very, very sad that I won't get to be there. Um, can't remember the last time that I wasn't there for a opening meeting. That's the way things are. But um, hope you've enjoyed listening to us yet again. And um, thanks, as always, to Lee and to John. Thank you.